Welcome to the We Talk Careers podcast brought to you by Women in ETFs. This is Christine Delano, and I'm thrilled you've joined me. If you're pursuing excellence in your own career or intrigued by the hustle required for a career on Wall Street, this podcast is for you. We've made all this advice accessible. Grab your own Thrive Guide with a workbook on leadership skills at christinedelano.com. So put aside that massive to-do list and let's get inspired. Well, welcome to the We Talk Careers podcast. I'm Christine Delano and I am thrilled to be doing this um, from the Exchange Conference in Miami Beach. We are at the Font Blue Hotel and I have two amazing women with me today. And so we are kicking off a whole mentoring season on We Talk Careers podcast and you two are our first to talk about it. So I have Jenica Ross. She is the head of US ETF sales and portfolio trading at Susquehanna International Group. She oversees the team focused on ETF and portfolio trading, execution and ongoing liquidity for a wide range of clients. Prior to Susquehanna, she served as head of strategic relationships at Wallach Beth. She's an adventurous mom (laughs) with two small girls and loves cooking, traveling, and that great remote golf course. Mm -hmm. Excellent, welcome. And Naomi DePina we have here. She is a VP of ETF sales at GTS Execution Services. She specializes in distribution and marketing across TAMPs, RIAs, and robo-advisors. Before getting to GTS, she was at State Street Global Advisors for five years. Naomi had aspirations to be a politician as an undergrad, but thankfully went on to get her MBA in entrepreneurship so she could join us here in the ETF world. (laughs) And these days she loves hiking and traveling. And as we'll find out, they met as co-secretaries of Women in ETFs. So welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you, Christine. Wonderful. So before we sort of jump into mentoring, which we are definitely here to talk about, we are here at this amazing conference. Mm -hmm. So maybe, Jenica, start us off. Like, what are you seeing here? What's the vibe for those who couldn't join us here this week? Um, Let us know. Yeah, it's, it's funny. There's just certain things that you have each year that come up. And this is one of them that I just get so excited about. So when the new year comes around, I know I'm about six weeks out usually from coming down here to Miami, um, seeing so many friends, colleagues, former colleagues, um, people within our women in ETFs organization that you just never have a chance to interact with Mm. face to face. So the opportunity to be here in person um, inside this conference, outside in beautiful Miami, you know, down by the cabanas. Um, it's just fantastic. It's so energizing. And it reminds you like why I love being in this business um, and why I love being in an art industry. Mm, wonderful. So she mentioned cabanas. Tell mm, us cabanas. about these cabanas, cabanas, Naomi. So I've been there all day. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. So I agree with Jenica. I think that this is always the time of year that we all we all work for too, to meet each other you get a time in two days where you get to see literally feels like everyone. Um, you know, for some people, it's great to just get in a room and, and you feel like you're in a big reunion and a family reunion. And that's the beauty of the ETF industry is that it's a very small knit community. Um, being at the cabana, we're, we're sharing meals, having meetings, being inside. I think we all know at you know the end of the evening, the hotel bar, you can barely move there. but. <laughs> It's it's an awesome time to connect and and so much business gets done without even thinking about that it's business. So 
Yeah, it's, and it's this excellent. is an amazing hotel to accommodate all of us yes. and to actually give us such beautiful spaces to meet in as well. So thank you for that. Um, so Jenica, as I mentioned, we are launching this mentoring season. Mm-hmm. Women in ETFs has done a lot to sort of really promote this idea of mentorship within the industry. So maybe give us a little bit of an overview of what Women in ETFs has been doing and how successful we've been at it. Yeah. What's fantastic about the organization is since inception, 2014, um, mentorship has very much been an integral part uh, of the organization and what we do. And I think one of the the values that we can provide our members and, and sort of the industry more broadly. Informal member mentorships have been happening um, since the very beginning, um, but several years ago, we formalized that process. So at the local chapter level, I think we're up to 24, 25 chapters yeah. now around the world across four different regions, which is wow. phenomenal. 8,500 members, um, we have initiated mentorship programs at the chapter level. So if you're based in an area, we can partner a mentor and a mentee together. You have the opportunity to meet locally, spend time face-to-face. Obviously, with the challenges of COVID, you know, one of the things that has come out of that is in addition to the local mentorship programs, we now have a distance program, which mm-hmm. is the ability for people. So maybe you don't live near your chapter or maybe you don't have the ability because of life circumstances to travel to in-person events. This is an opportunity for us to partner people together regardless of where you are. Mm-hmm physically. Um, And I think the combination of that local in-person partnership, um, as well as this ability to connect for people that might not have that physical connection, um, has really just blossomed. I think we're over 450 different people have been enrolled in our program, either through as a mentee or a mentor. So um, I think we're just at the cusp of where it's getting started, but it's fantastic to see the reception that it's had so far. That's great news. So Naomi, take us through your relationship. I think from a, you know, a strictly logistical standpoint, you guys were both um, co-secretaries of Women in ETF, (laughs) so a a great way to sort of meet each other, but that doesn't necessarily always correspond to a mentoring relationship. So how did that come about and did you know from the beginning or did it take a little time to warm up? So we... You know, when I first got involved in Women in ETFs was the Boston chapter where I live, but it was Cara, the prior, uh, you know, co-president of Women in ETFs, who said to me, Naomi, you should get more involved. I was like, Cara, what do you mean? You know, like, how do I get more involved? And well, there's a really great role. Okay. Okay. What kind of role? Like, what does it include? What, what, are, what are the day-to-day responsibilities? Because I think that what people need to know about Women in ETFs is the women that are involved in it and that are very involved in it deeply care. Um, so if you're going to come in and, you know, do your role, be passionate and understand why we're doing it, women and men, right? It's not just, not just women. So I said, okay, Cara, and I applied to be woman ETF secretary and Jenica and I were, were matched together as she was already the existing secretary. So I said, okay, this is interesting. And, and, and I paused for a minute because I said, okay, we work at competitors. We, uh, have not really interacted beforehand, but we knew of each other. So this could be this could be fun, but am I allowed to talk about work? Can I say anything? You know? And we ended up having a blast. I would say initially I had hesitation. Mm-hmm. Right. Just com- being completely honest and real, you know, can I be as open with her? Can I share, you know, what I just went through with work or with this client? We then met at exchange and I'll I'll let Jenica share some of the story as well, but we met at exchange about a year ago, last April actually, and and it was an instant connection of let's just have a conversation. And I realized at the end of the day, we care about 
many other things before. We care about our jobs, but we're human beings. And it was good to connect where we are today from where we were when we just first met is is beautiful. Wow. So take us a little bit deeper there, Jenica, on the competition part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would say that kind of my first uh, co-head of membership in um, Women in ETFs when we were just getting started, so like 10 years ago, uh, was a woman, Natalie Zaradnik, who's here at the conference. And we worked for competing firms as well. And so we sort of had that same dynamic and ended up not only becoming sort of co-mentors, but for each other and co-sponsors, but also pretty good friends which is great. But tell us a little bit about that competition. So maybe take us a little bit in a day in a life of Jenica. Like, mm-hmm. w- what is it that you do? And, you know, how do you see that competition part playing out in your relationship with Naomi, but just in relationships in general? Yeah, I mean, so obviously $7 trillion of assets in our, in our ETF space um, across Mm -hmm. so many issuers, asset managers who have brought such innovative and fantastic products to market. There's such diversity in the product offering, there's diversity in the firms that are involved. Um, There's also diversity in how those trades, people that want to buy or sell their ETFs, and whether that's you as an individual, you know, sitting on your online account, being able to trade your own, or whether that's a very large institutional client who's managing, you know, billions or trillions of dollars. These are all people that are using ETFs in some way or another. And to do that, they need to purchase or sell an ETF. Mm -hmm. And so there's many, many different ways that that can be done. But what Naomi and I both do as part of our core businesses is facilitate the trading and execution of ETFs. So we interface with all those different type of market participants and we help them get in and out of these products that they want to use for some purpose or another. So in the end of what we're doing, helping clients trade and execute ETFs. Just like there's a whole lot of issuers and asset managers and a whole lot of different products out there in the marketplace, there's different firms like ours that have uh, an approach, uh, composition to the the firm. Um, And so we technically sit at different firms. Um, What we do every day is is very similar in in some ways, different in other ways. But yes, we are competitors. We're out there speaking to very similar clients. But I think, you know, as we'll talk about, competition doesn't mean, you know, that you can't engage and you can't collaborate. And that you can't and you can help each other. Right. Because I think that, you know, something unique was when I was on the on the buy side and at the issuer space, we would partner at Spiders. We would partner with ProShares, for example, or, you know, just someone who maybe wasn't selling sectors. Right. And, And say, let's do an event together. And that was that was more common on the issuer side. When I got to the trading side a couple years ago, it was a little jarring for me where it, that partnership wasn't as normal, right? Mm-hmm. So Citadel and Virtue are not going to do an event together. <laughs> Probably not. They may. They, they, I actually think they did at this conference last year, which is a beautiful thing. But it's not a, really necessarily a part of the trading culture to say, hey, do you want to do, do this happy hour together? Mm-hmm. But we were able to, you know, she was, Jenica was super helpful for me because I was able to call and be like, okay, so we cover the same client. I get this vibe from this person. Okay, no, maybe you should talk to this person. So mm. there's enough, as, as she mentioned, there's, there's enough pie for us all and, and helping each other is, is, is a great thing. Great. So as we have listeners that are looking at maybe stepping into a mentoring relationship as a mentor or a mentee or maybe even just finding a co-mentoring relationship, what are some advice pieces you have for things that people can think through prior to a relationship or even as they start to develop? What are some of the things that you guys have um, learned? Maybe, Naomi, starting with you? Sure. Yeah, I think that 
being authentic with each other is very important. You know, I've come across relationships where you may not immediately feel, feel that authenticity and it takes time to get there and that's okay because Sometimes not everyone's an open book, right? So just being open to that. And, you know, initially this relationship has taught me too with Jenica in the beginning, right? My hesitance, maybe I myself wasn't as open. But for me, the biggest thing is meeting someone face to face and and having that real relationship. And, And that was good. So going into that with, you know, being authentic. The other thing I would say too is creating time and understanding you know, what that time means to the other person and and calling each other, maybe in some of your vulnerable situations where also giving that person that time to do the same for you and and sharing that feedback with each other. Lastly, I would say being real, just Mm. completely be real. If you have something to say, don't sugarcoat it. I'm a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. I prefer when my mentors, like Jenica has been with me too, has been a straight shooter. Uh, So that's that's what I would say is is helpful. Wonderful. What about you, Jenica? What do you have to add to that? You you, you touched on so many other things. I think one of the other <laughs> thing you really did. I mean, it's amazing. Um, I think one of the other things I think, if me personally, and also Naomi, our engagement with each other is sort of being flexible with what you expect and what you assume that you're going to get out of a, of a relationship. Like not everything happens like this and the magic is there. So and true. all of a sudden, so like, true. you know, your best friends or, you know, you have some profound like realization about your career or personal life. Like things take time. And I think if you're okay and let things just happen naturally, like Mm -hmm. put the time in, put the work in, be open. Even if you do all those things, sometimes it just takes a bit for a connection to to form. And I think sort of being flexible and I use like to like think of things like meet someone where they're at, right? Mm -hmm. Just because you have something in your head about what you want to get out of something, that doesn't mean that that works or is where the other person is at. So I think allowing yourself to engage with the person, let things be natural, let things be organic, that's going to be something that actually has an impact on your life mm-hmm. um, versus more of a transaction. You know, create a relationship, not a transaction. Excellent. Excellent. So let's take that a little bit deeper in terms of there's the transactional side, but then there's also mm-hmm. the idea of setting goals. So do you guys ever sort of share those sort of longer term aspirations and sort of set some goals that you help each other with or, or how does that work? I think definitely. Um, Jenica is someone I look up to as a mother and as a woman who is managing a team and, and doing amazing things. And I think that for me personally, I think of the journey as in your career and what it's looked like for me the past almost eight years. And, and it's looked very, very different than what I initially started out as. As I mentioned to you, I thought I was going to be a politician. I thought I wanted mm-hmm. to be in politics. Then I did an internship and I was like, this is miserable. <laughs> this is so miserable. I'm working crazy hours. And, you know, honestly, equity payment was not was not there right and I said okay I got to take care of myself so to see that you can do all of those things and maybe have a family and and go to work and figure out that balance hard to figure out a balance right Mm -hmm. that's number one number two for me is thinking about you never really know and I'm not someone that necessarily tries to plan every single step in my career because I also believe there's a universe that can shake things up right which there is Um, so Jenica and I have had some deep conversations about what does that look like? Like, you know, did you know before you were about to start your new job, right? Or it takes time and other things that you and I have talked about in your life have happened. So I don't know, Jenica, touch on it if you want to touch on that yeah, too. Lots of stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, I think 
oftentimes when we're younger, right, you have a very sort of um, narrow definition of what goals and milestones are, right? You think right. it's these like, oh, I've got to like hit this point in my career. I've got to hit this part of my personal life. I, you know, would like to make this amount of money or have this amount of a nest egg, you know, saved away. And I think oftentimes what I found with Naomi um, is that articulating things that are important to you, like that is a goal. That is a mm -hmm. milestone. Being like, true to those components of yourself, like staying true to that, that's a milestone in itself, or creating um, a, a work environment that reflects who you want to be as a person, that's a goal and a milestone that, that you can work to achieve, right? And so it's not something that you're going to check off on a resume, but you're creating a life that you want that mm -hmm. reflects who you are and mm -hmm. that that's something I think to be incredibly proud of. And so what we've talked about, I think it's probably less of the more traditional milestones, yeah. um, but it's those other things that I think are incredibly important. And that's why you're oftentimes going to, in a in your year-end review or sort of in the more formal work environment, going to talk about those other milestones, about where you want to be, challenges that you want to take on you know, professionally um, within our relationship. I think it's been some of those other conversations that have made it so powerful. Right. We never have, what do you want to, what do you want to be in five years? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think this is so incredibly important and I hope our listeners are like taking note of this right now because I do think it's a maturity of starting out and saying that you've got these very tangible goals by which you need to hit within your career, changing that to really sort of a life enrichment, satisfaction, exactly. contentment with your trajectory, as opposed to it it always being about, have I achieved? And I know that Laura Morrison was on the podcast in like the first early weeks of it, and she talked about corporate culture. Another one of those things that I think comes a long way with maturity as well. People in the beginning, you're chasing titles, you're chasing money, you're chasing all these all other things, not realizing that the culture in which you work so important to your ability to really find success and find that contentment that I think we're all for. So I love that you guys have sort of gone beyond that sort of transactional way of thinking about it to a much more sort of evolved way of sort of macro mentoring within your career. So I'm just going to um, summarize the sort of five ways that we've thought about this. And then I have another question for you. So the first one is being sort of authentic and open with each other. Second one is respecting each other's time and availability, mm -hmm. having those moments where actually I really do need to talk to you like really soon versus making sure that when you have something on the calendar that you're sort of respectful of that kind of time, giving real feedback and knowing how much the other person can accept that kind of real critique and, and things like that and, and coming to that understanding being flexible and realistic about what you can get out of these relationships as well. Um, I think sometimes, too, folks can see a mentor as sort of the solution to all their problems, you know, like, oh, this person's going to answer everything for me, and instead seeing it as a way of sort of evolving and they're sort of one piece of your overall puzzle, which is your career and your life. And then, you know, having a balanced goal setting, you know, sometimes it's goals and sometimes it's this idea of, like, there's an evolution to what we're thinking about. So do I... Did I capture that I think right? That's perfect. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So my next question for you is, beyond the relationship that you guys have had over this year, any other sort of influential mentors in your life that you want to mention that might be inspirational to, to folks listening? Who do you want to go for? Go ahead, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I started my career on the spider sales desk, and you know I was paired up with an amazing team but my first day on the sales desk, I, I go into this floor and it was 40 people calling on phones. 
all men, right? And there was a group of three women that started. Okay, like what's gonna, you know, let's see what happens here. And I had no idea what an ETF even was, okay? So that, that was a challenge. But I remember coming across an external, Carith Rothfeld. Um, she was the West Coast external. Was not paired with her, nothing like that. Eventually we were paired together. Carith taught me the power of a relationship, right? And just being yourself. Stop trying to read the script that they wrote for you and just honestly talk about what you want to talk about. Maybe that's not what your sales manager wanted and that's not hitting your metrics, right? But those relationships that I created from the phone, I still have today. Um, so seeing the depth that she's had in those relationships and just being authentic was, was a beautiful lesson. Sue Thompson later came to State Street and boy, did she teach me a lot. She was a great mentor and she is a great mentor currently in the sense of whatever you need and whatever you need to talk, I'm here. And it can be about anything. It can be about life. And, and what I get from her is that real feedback. So the power of being real, giving her honest feedback of when she came to the organization, you know, here's some feedback I have, or how do I navigate something, was very cool to have a woman who has been through many firms, different parts of life and, and different career paths give me that. So it was, it was immensely helpful. Wonderful. What about you, Jenica? Yeah, Any shout-outs? This is fantastic people to have in your life. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Great I mean, agree. So it's, it's interesting. When I think back, so coming on 20 years or so in, in the business, um, how quickly they go by, I kind of now that I'm stepping back and you're sort of looking retroactively, like there's almost through like each phase of my career, my like life journey, I've like connected with someone about something. And usually it wasn't the person or the people that I was like most engaged with. Um, you know, I started my career at UBS. Um, I was on the wealth management side of the business. There was an investment banker. And they were someone that just like solved me for who I was like at 22 or 23 or however old I was <laughs> at the time. Um, and they saw me for me and they just really pulled me into the business outside of what I was doing day to day and helped me facilitate connections with people across our industries. They would bring me, even though they probably didn't need to, to a client dinner. Um, they would say, there's someone that I want you to meet. Mm -hmm. Nothing forced, but that was probably the early start of someone helping me build a network and build a troop of resources that I could use and tap into at different finds. So I definitely, th that was a mentor relationship, but in a completely sort of non-traditional way. And some of my more recent like mentors have been peers or junior, even people that may be uh, earlier on in the career. And I put Naomi in that bucket. Like, yeah, I think, you know, I'm a little bit further along. I've got a couple more years in the industry, but like she's doing such powerful things. Like I would view her as a mentor for me. So I think that, you know, what that looks like and what that has been really has changed. Um, but I think if you kind of broke it down, there's probably a group of maybe 15 to 20 people um, yes. that I have tapped into. Some I may not engage with for a couple of years even. And then all of a sudden there's some reason that we're reconnected. There's something that maybe I could provide them. They could provide me and they reemerge in your life. And it's almost like you've never sort of, you've continued that dialogue, you know, on a regular basis. So it doesn't matter if it's been three months or three years, they know you. And I, and I love what Jenica just said too, about 15 to 20 people, because that's, that is very true. I, I think of it as like your board of directors, right? Mm -hmm. And before any life change and that 15 to 20 people in your life, you probably talk to mm -hmm. and say, you, know, you and I have talked yep. and say, hey, what am I doing? I know for me, transitioning my role from buy side to sell side was a big deal for me. And it took me maybe eight phone calls to say, do I take this job? Right. And talking through, got some feedback. Hey, maybe I didn't want to hear that feedback, but 15 or 
you know, whatever it is, five, 10, it's helpful to have multiple. Thank you for that. What I love about this podcast is that we started it for women in ETFs, but I get communication, comments, direct messages from people all throughout industries. So I think this week we had a social media marketing manager that reached out um, about one of our episodes. We had a NICU nurse wanting to get more information on um, high-functioning teams. So broadening our ecosystem of how we think about encouraging people in sort of their work-life balance. So many people I talk to about mentoring, they're like, ah, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. So speak to them and maybe give us a sentence or two on why it is important to assure that you have this board of directors, which is born out of this idea that you've got this sort of open and flexible and authentic mentoring kind of relationship. So maybe Jenica, speak to that. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things is we all have different things on our plate every day, right? Every, whether it's family, work, financial things that are going on in your life, we all have different strains. We all have different pockets of opportunity to sort of um, focus on ourselves. It all happens in a different way. Like be kind to yourself with when and how these types of relationships may form. I'm thinking through my head and we're talking about our board of directors. Like I have a very good friend and I have the opportunity to meet her at the park when I'm picking up my kids. So I go to the park, I turn off the trading system, shut it down for the day as as much as that happens these days. Hopefully I I really try to be conscious of that, really just taking a moment to spend time with my family. I might check emails later, but like give myself the break to be present with my kids and go pick them up in the park. We have such engaging conversations. There's another mom also doing the same thing, has worked in a completely, she's in academic field. Mm -hmm. So we have the opportunity to meet at the park and everything comes up. Mm. Stuff with the kids, stuff with our careers, stuff with us personally, stuff about aging, everything under the sun. And so like you have to be kind to yourself with how those relationships can develop. So sometimes they're going to be very formal um, and sometimes they're going to come from very untraditional places and that's all okay. And don't think that you maybe are not doing enough if you don't have time for the more formal relationships because you can still find other opportunities to find a mentorship. And also to give, it's not about just taking, right? It's a very symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. that needs to sort of be a two-way street. So I think if you kind of think in those ways, you'd be surprised how you can find that these relationships can kind of emerge in your life in a lot of different ways and with a lot of different people. Agreed, I think the the two-way street is, is critical. I think of my mentors and for those that think that they don't have time, it's a lifestyle, right? And it's, I think of them as my friends, like, you know, your friend in the park and, Those are the people that are in my life daily where I know it's not an inconvenience if I call them. And I I did this to a mentor the other day. I called her and and there's another mentor. I called him. Having a male mentor for me has been important in my career as well. Out of the blue, one was at the grocery store. The other one was driving his kid and, uh, you know, had a long conversation. But it didn't have to be right then and there. But I knew eventually we would catch up and it's not an inconvenience. So it's about building a friendship more than thinking about it as super formal. You're my mentor and, you know, I'm your mentee and let's have this conversation. No, let's let's mm-hmm. let's build a friendship, hopefully over time. And those conversations kind of happen naturally. Thank you for that. I, I think that it's sort of a both thing, too. Right. There are certain times in our life where we're trying to like maybe it's that idea of you're trying to find your voice or you're going to find something 
that someone that has that sort of skill and you want to lean into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that that idea of that people that are willing to be authentic with you, trying to find ways of keeping them in your life so that it does become a sort of mutually beneficial relationship and not transactional. So great reminder. So our last question is always the same. Um, I'm a huge reader. I believe in the power of story. I'm now a writer and absolutely love the idea of inspiring people through them finding themselves in the pages of other people's stories. So tell me, Mm. maybe Jenica, is there a book that you are reading or have read that you might recommend to our listeners? Oh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you, Christine. I mean, there's so much seriousness in our life. And I think having books as an outlet is so incredibly powerful. I have been reading, because I think it was published last year, if I remember correctly, 2021, but Ruth Ozeki's The Book of Form and Emptiness, um, about a mother and son, and how their relationship and individual experiences sort of transpired after a traumatic event within their lives. And then that's been an incredibly powerful story. So that's what I picked up. But what I'm also finding is the mother of a five-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, where a lot of my books look a little different than they did probably five (laughs) or seven years ago. So um, my five-year-old has cannot stop laughing when we read the book with no pictures by bj novak um it is the perfect level of humor for a five-year-old and a 42 year old or whatever i am still finds it and you need a good laugh at the end of the day and that will definitely give it to you fantastic that's our first children's book so thank you for that (laughs) naomi what about you um i too love children's books but um not not spending too much time there these days so (laughs) There's two books I wanted to mention. All Things Fall Apart, Chinua Achebe. She is a African writer, but has been really renowned in the States and for her work. And, and it's really about, you know, some of these things are really, the, 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 books that, the books that I will mention are very deep books, but I was very much into psychology in undergrad and, and through my MBA as well. And I think that thinking about the psychological effects, what people go through this book, I'm not gonna give away the plot here, but what the psychological effects that other people have different walks of life that we're not exposed to in our day. This book really brings me into there's a path of life that I didn't understand and some trauma. And how does that carry into their adulthood? And how does that carry into maybe who they are and trying to understand somebody else's walk? Don't read a book by its cover. That's one. And then The Spirit Catches You When You Fall Down by Annie Fadman. And I will send this to you. But that's another great book where Uh, It's a lot of different culture, thinking more of the Southeast Asian culture and seeing uh, a different walk of life with a family and, you know, how did they essentially transition that? Uh, so that's that's Thank what I'm you up for to. those. I love books that allow us to get into someone else's walk. A different um, world. Yes. yes. Different world. I think it helps us to grow in our empathy and sort of our understanding of sort of our overall global citizenship that we have and yes. the love your neighbor sort of thing because you understand people better. It's a good right? reminder. It's yes, a good reminder. Absolutely. This is this is not the normal world. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies. I don't want to be remiss in mentioning that this week marks our one-year anniversary of doing We Talk Careers podcast. So thank you so much um, for taking your time today away from this amazing conference to speak to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. You've done amazing things. It's one of my favorite things when a new podcast comes out and I have the chance to listen. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for spending your time with us 
I hope this is not just information, but you let it be transformational in how you think about your career. I'm rooting for you. To find out more about diversity, opportunity, and events in the exchange-traded fund industry, please visit womeninetfs.com. And while it lasts, be sure to grab your Thrive Guide on becoming the leader you want to be. You can download it at, with a K, christinedelano.com. If you haven't subscribed to We Talk Careers podcast, please make sure you do so. And if there's a topic you'd like us to tackle, let us know. All links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening.